Of all the properties of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movies that stuck out to me the most, to be honest with you, was the Guardians of the Galaxy. The reason for that is, is that they were a great team makeup type movie that didn't seem rehashed time and time again or forced together or just giving us what we expected. They were original. They were funny. They were comical. They're villains. They were interesting. They were different. They were all over the map. And guess what? They're now Marvel champions. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to the show. This is Marvel Champions for the win. And here is your host, the great and all-powerful Explode. Hey folks, this is the X-Man here, Explode, sitting here ready to talk about yet another month of Marvel Champions for the win love. It's been a little over a month since we last sat down and did this show together. And before I even begin to get into the details, I want to thank everybody in the community who has supported this show since I've gone to a monthly format and left from Swords to Sabres behind. The, the people who have downloaded this show, the people who have you know, listened to it, who have supported it, who have given me feedback, it's just been without a doubt amazing. So thank you very much. Last episode was actually my most downloaded episode yet, and I'm very grateful for that, especially for a show that only runs... A month at a time you know it could easily be lost in the shuffle right and it's just you know the opinions and the advice from one gamer that is giving it to another gamer nothing special just real talk for real people playing a real game right but either way you guys have shown me that there's support out there you show me you appreciate the time i'm taking to do this and in return i appreciate the time you've taken to listen so here we go this is marvel champions for the win and you're looking at march of 2021 we're going into april in a few days and it's time to do what we do best, and that's review what's going on in the game so far. And if you haven't been sleeping under a rock, you'd know right now that the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion has just dropped. Many of you have it sitting on your table, waiting for you to open up as we speak. Others of you are waiting because the official release date is actually the 1st of April. Now, everybody knows how I do my show. I like to show respect to the creators of this game, Fantasy Flight Games. They have a release schedule with this game. So I try not to give out information about the game that hasn't already been given out in the community. I like to have everybody have a bit of a surprise, you know? I don't want to take away that thing you have to look forward to as you're waiting for your expansion to appear at your house in the mail. Or to appear at your you know, local gaming store where you're going to run out there and pick it up with anticipation and excitement in your voice, right? So let me just get to the details, and I'm not going to give out too much of the details. Like I said, we'll cover more of that next month, but just the quick details of what you can expect in the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion, made to coexist with the core box set of Marvel Champions, the living card game, and all the other expansions that have come out so far. One of the most common questions that I get asked is, what are the villains? I mean, we had a ton of heroes that have been released, and I'm grateful for that. That's not a complaint. I'm, it's just a fact. We've had a lot of heroes, and we haven't quite had the bad guy, the villain selection that most of us would have hoped for. So everybody says, you know, hey, X, what's the villain selection in this box? Why should I pick it up? I mean, I know Groot's in it. I know Rocket Raccoon's in it. I know they're probably going to release the other Guardians and single packs, and you'd be right to know all that. But the question is, what is the villains? What's drawing me in? The last expansion, The Rise of the Red Skull, was quite obvious. It had the Red Skull, but it had an excellent lineup of villains. I mean, we're talking it had Crossbones. It had Ta Taskmaster. You know, it, it just it was a great selection there to play with. And even some villains you may not have heard of that surprised you. Well, this one is no different. Uh, you're going to have Ronan, the accuser. Now, I know you guys know Ronan. I mean, if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, you're part of the reason why you're probably buying this set. And if you have watched the movies, then you know Ronan is all over it. He's also in the Captain Marvel movie. 
Ronan's a great enemy. Uh, he was released previously already as a print and play character for those who were into that sort of thing. Uh, it was it was you know okayed by the the company Fantasy Flight Games, so you were good to print it out. Um, not so sure about going to a company and have, paying somebody to put it on card. That might have been breaking the rules a little bit, but people were doing that, so that's a thing. Another one of the bad guys that are in this box set is Nebula. I know you guys are familiar with her. Uh, she's Garona's sister. Uh, any of the Avengers movies will get you caught up on her pretty quickly. Uh, she's a great enemy, great villain. A villain slash hero, if you would, but she'll be a villain in this box set. Next is the Collector. The Collector is an amazing character that I don't think that the movies did justice to. I hope we learn more about the Collector because I'm personally a big fan of that character. You can see a lot of like Easter eggs and whatnot if you look in the background of any of the scenes that the Collector is involved in. Last but not least, you've got Drang. Not, not Kang, Drang. We already got Kang. Drang is a... I'd say probably not most are not familiar with him in terms of you're coming in from the movies because he hasn't actually been in the movies to my knowledge. Um, and he's more of a comic book uh, enthusiast type villain, but he is a great character. I am familiar with him. If you have a second before you can before you buy this, I suggest you get on the Internet and give yourself a little googly goo. Go look up Drang. See a little bit about him before you face him. Then you can have a better um, appreciation for what you're about to get yourself into. Uh, one of the things that I've also heard about these sets is that the difficulty level has gone up a little bit, and I'm kind of appreciative of that. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying that they've been blowing through the game lately, and it's possible because a lot of the characters that have come out recently, like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, have kind of been in God tier, you know? So it's good to see that they're catching up the villains a little bit and bringing up the difficulty of that. That will most certainly introduce a power creep especially with the heroes that are in the core box. But I think that this game is pretty safe from getting into too crazy of a power creep. This isn't like uh, Magic the Gathering where the new set will completely just wreck the old set. Uh, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh! is another one that was a victim of that. You know, this set shouldn't be that way because you are intermingling the cards together, so to speak. But still, uh, definitely you would have more of a challenge on the, with the core box heroes at this point than some of the newer guys. So keep that in mind when you pick up this box set. Might be a little more difficult. Uh, but it's a welcome challenge. It's not a crazy challenge. It's a welcome one. And if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, you're going to absolutely love this box set because it's all about just that, the Guardians of the Galaxy. It comes with Groot. comes with uh, Rocky Raccoon as the two heroes in this box. And a lot of people were questioning why Star-Lord wasn't in it from the start. And that's okay. Uh gives you something to look forward to because Star-Lord is coming. It has been confirmed. There's also there's like there's actually a small list here that I have right next to me of confirmed heroes that I just confirmed this morning. And when I say confirmed, I don't mean confirmed like I went on the internet and uh, checked websites and Facebook and got clarification that way. I actually sent an email to uh, Fantasy Flight Games and they respond. And I, when I'm lucky, sometimes they do respond. And when they do respond, I like to report it on my podcast. The last time around, I reported to you that they were putting together an organizer box for your cards. And that's still a thing. Uh, right now, we're going to consider that a rumor because they didn't respond to that in my last email. But the email before that, they did say that it is one of the things that they are looking into. So to follow up on that, they are looking into, to use their words, a official box to store your cards for the Marvel Champions Living Card Game. But as far as uh, official confirmed heroes, these are the heroes that are set to come out after the Guardians of the Galaxy box set. We have Star-Lord, which everybody knows about that, right? Matter of fact, Star-Lord's already being played. Uh, some people have already gotten the Star-Lord pack, and um, I can honestly say I don't have it. But I have played against people who already have the set. 
I've actually seen it on the table live. Great set. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, they've confirmed Drax and Gamora. Drax and Gamora are the, are the next two after Star-Lord that have been confirmed, which is going to basically round out the Guardians of the Galaxy for you. And if you really want to be slick, you can throw Thor in there as well. And you got the set that is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving over in the next phase. Another rumor now, I did ask about this in the email. I did not get a response, but I did ask if they were actually going to release Venom. And if so, would he be a hero or would he be a villain? And in true mysterious fashion, they told me that they could not confirm nor deny the Agent Venom or Venom rumor as of this time. So leads me to believe that we don't know. And anything you guys have heard about Venom being in the game, nothing has been confirmed, nothing official. And keep in mind, just because you saw pictures of it doesn't mean, still mean it's official. We have some really good content creators out there. I've even made some content myself for Conan the Barbarian to add to this game that you would almost swear that it came with the game or that it was released officially, but it wasn't. So until you hear otherwise, I will make sure to continue to report any confirmed releases moving forward. Uh, Fantasy Fly has been really good about responding to my emails about official releases or confirming things. And when they can't confirm it, they usually just answer it just like that. So uh, whatever board to you is a go, uh, you can get excited about it. It's going to happen. And the Guardians of the Galaxy box set will be arriving to your stores officially the first week of April around there. So if you don't have it now, you're going to get it. And good times are ahead. Hopefully that Rise of the Red Skull last expansion carried you pretty far. And you're probably at this point tired of beating up on the villains in there. And now you're going to have fresh, fresh meat to beat up on, right? Fresh meat to beat. <laughs> so that's a great, great analogy. A few shows ago, I did a topic about storing your cards. Uh, I did a topic about what I, what sleeves I felt were the best to store your Marvel Champions cards in or Marvel Legendary or uh, Arkham Horror, whatever you're into. All those are great games and they all should be stored accordingly to get maximum lifespan out of them. And I recommended Dragon Shields. That hasn't changed. I still recommend Dragon Shields, but lo and behold... I was sent a little package in the mail. As most of you know, that Fantasy Flight Games used to create sleeves themselves for these games, and a lot of people actually prefer them. And I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, they're cut to the cards that they make. They, they fit perfectly, and they're sturdy enough where they're going to last. Uh, I've actually used Fantasy Flight sleeves on some of my Marvel Champions cards when it first came out, and I didn't mind it at all. I mean, I still prefer Dragon Shields above all else. They're a little more pricey, but when I say a little more pricey, I'm talking like a dollar, dollar fifty a box at the time and you get a hundred cards I mean, a hundred sleeves so when you go no 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 my sleeves i buy are six dollars that's way more that's true but you probably only got 50 sleeves in your pack dragon shields always come with a hundred so you're getting kind of more for your money in that aspect give or take a couple sleeves to get back on topic where i'm going with this is is that i received a package of some product from a company known as sleeve kings and sleeve kings is a new they're not new to the the, you know, the situation of hobbying and sleeving and whatnot. They've been doing this for a bit of time, but they're getting into the whole sleeving market and they're kind of trying to replicate the fantasy flight games to the best of their ability. And people, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what about them? You know, they're coming in and uh, Sleeve Kings, as far as I know, and I, I could be wrong as far as I know, though, however, they're not officially in stores yet. Uh, you can you check them out on sleevekings.com. There is a Kickstarter going on for more stuff with them. You can check that out as well. But I happen to have some new packs of Sleeve King sleeves that are supposed to replicate the Fantasy Flight sleeves. And I've tried them out on my cards, and I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, they're very similar. If you're looking for the um, the feel of the Fantasy Flight sleeves, I think Sleeve Kings is about as close as you're going to get 
the way they feel, the way they are when you shuffle, uh, it's just good quality. I wouldn't say it's the best quality. I'm still telling you to go buy Dragon Shields, but there's nothing wrong with this this product. I can tell you now, I, I would do it if, if I wasn't into Dragon Shields so heavily or I haven't invested so much already into it. Uh, Sleep Kings would definitely be my next option. There are better companies still out there. Dragon Shields is the best, but there are other companies that are better than Sleep Kings. But these are great, especially for the price, because as of right now, you can get a pack of them. I think there's 55 in a pack, so 55 sleeves for $2.50, which is not that bad of a deal, no matter where you cut it, right? $2.50 is not bad whatsoever. So head on down to sleepkings.com, check out their products. You can actually see right on the first page, it says, check out our premium sleeve project now on Kickstarter and then click on here and you're off to the races. So if you want to know if you, if you made it, look at the bottom of the, uh, in the middle of the, the webpage is a little dog there. They call it the doggy coin. Give it a look-see and give them a little bit of support. And you know, the more money you put in that little pie, the better the pie is going to taste later on when they use that money to make better product. So there you go. Sleeve Kings, it's a go. Uh, not better than Dragon Shields. I have one in my hand right now, though, and it's a quality product, and you can do worse. So, Sleeve Kings. They also make sleeves, though, for their board games, like uh, Gloomhaven and whatnot. Uh, they're basically replicas of the Fantasy Flight sleeves. They make the mini ones, the 41 by 63, I believe, or it could be 44 by 68. I'm not quite sure, but it's it's the smaller sleeves. They do make them, and they're about as close as you're going to get to Fantasy Flight as well. So, again, final time, final plug, SleeveKings.com. Go there, check them out. And if you really want my recommendation, it's Dragon Shields. So as we all know, on this show, one of the things I like to do is a power list of the top heroes. Now, I'm going to explain to everybody, for the people who are just joining me, how this power list works. Now, this isn't a power list of what the best heroes are. If other uh, podcasts are doing that, more power to them. But I just got to say, I argue it. Because in a game where everything is completely modular, where you can put things together... If you're really good at putting together decks, you can make a crappy setup into a great setup. Me, I would use Thor as an example. I don't think Thor is that great of a, a purchase at all, but I purchase them all. So he's part of the deal. But I actually use some decks that, that people have put together for Thor, and he's been excellent. I got to tell you, he's very viable. If you want to know what I mean, head on down to www.cdb.com. It's a, a user base where people upload their recipes for the decks they make. Give it a shot. You're going to need to have most of the expansions to make most of the decks on there. But if you do, and you're like the rest of us who purchase every single thing that comes out, you can have some fun there. Take some of the thinking out of the deck. See what other people like us are using. See what we're using out there on Tabletop Simulator. And speaking of Tabletop Simulator, there was a rumor recently that they're going to be removing Marvel Champions from Tabletop Simulator. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not a rumor. It's actually official. They are uh, Fantasy Flight Games has been working on getting most of their products taken off of Tabletop Simulator. But it's not all for bad. I mean, I've heard that before. And the next thing you know, Fantasy Flight Games have released an official version of it. And it's always cool to have official content from the creator as is. Because you're still supporting the game at its very core. But as of right now... Marvel Champions is still on Tabletop Simulator. The only thing it's going to cost you to play is just buying the program of Tabletop Simulator. You can get it anywhere from $10 to $40. Steam usually averages at having it at about 20 bucks. Wait for a sale. I think we just had one where it was down to 7 But you can catch it. It's a great thing. It's a one-time purchase, and then there's a ton of games to play on there, not just Marvel Champions. But you can hook it up with me and a lot of the people that are playing on there and play together across large scopes of land during this pandemic. 
So as I was saying with the the power power list, this is not a list of the heroes that are the best. Because I'm not silly. I'm not going to do that. I've seen other podcasts that have done that. I've also seen other podcasts that have like made fun of the fact that I do power lists. But I'd like to point out to you in the beginning of this podcasting situation, I was one of the first podcasts for this game that was putting together a power list. And I don't regret it one bit ever. And now I'm seeing that most people are doing it. They call it tier list, power ranking list, however you want to call it. They're all doing it. Even though they're mocking it, they're doing it. It's okay. You know, uh, copying someone is the most serious form of flattery, and I'll take it. But what I do a little bit differently is that I don't rank them in terms of what I think the best heroes are. See, I play a lot of, uh, probably too much of this game, way too much of this game. And uh, I play on Tabletop Simulator, and I play live. I've had both of my vaccination shots, and I go to a shop where they only allow people in that can prove that they've had at least one of them. And so you can kind of, we got a lot of players that are playing live now. It's actually pretty cool. And so I'm getting to see these real cards at the table. Yeah, the other day, actually, somebody came in with Star-Lord. And I was like, how did you do that? They just kind of smiled. And that's cool. You don't need to tell me more than that. I thought it was cool to actually see Star-Lord played live at the table. But these are the heroes that I've seen played the most and the most effectively. I mean, I've seen heroes come to the table and it's just been a complete catastrophe. Not necessarily because the player sucked, but just simply because it just wasn't a great makeup or things just didn't work out. So... This list is a list of heroes that I've seen the most online and live that have been played the most. So I want to make that clear. This is not the most effective heroes, which honestly, when you look at what's played the most, you get an indication of what is the most effective hero. You know, what is the best hero? And I also like to throw in what aspects I've seen played with those heroes the most. So if the hero makes the top 10 list, then I will list the aspect that I saw played with it. Sometimes a hero is played with many aspects multiple times. And I see it a lot. And on the top 10, that means that a hero could actually be on there two or three times with different aspects. It just goes to show you what's being played right now. Players don't usually play things that suck. So, and on the flip side also, I'd like to say that players like to play with new toys. So when something comes out new, you're going to see a lot of that as well. But rest assured, when you get in the top five of my power list, these are the heroes that are played with a lot. It ain't about the new toy more often than not this month especially so without further ado i've talked your head off you know why you're here let's talk about the new power rankings for this month of march 2021 let's get to it and now for the power rankings i never get tired of hearing that by the way folks like i'm so grateful that i had a friend put i know it's probably simple stuff for a podcast to put together these sound effects but i'm not really the most technical savvy when it comes to creating audio clips and whatnot so Another thank you to Jeremy for putting together my um, in my headliner, putting together my intro, and in the, the sound clips along the way. So here we are. The Marvel tier list for March of 2021. Number 10. Number 10 is a, a guy who has bounced all over this list since I've started doing this. He's a guy who I'm not really a huge... I'm a huge fan of him in the comics, but I'm just not a huge fan of him in the game. Uh, many of you guys would understand, but if you get a good set of cards with him, he is definitely beast mode. If you have a game you're playing against a villain where there's a lot of minions like Ultron or Claw um, or even Red Skull, if you get a lot of minions on the table, this guy shines. He shines big time and he does his job very well. But if it's not a minion-focused game, he can kind of get left in the dust. At number 10, it's Thor with the aggression deck. The aggression aspect has made some pretty big strides 
since it, the game first came out. It used to be completely useless. You'd just play it because you wanted it to be good. But now I, it's arguable it might be the best aspect in the game right now. At number nine, we have a surprise entrant and new to my list. For the first time ever, we have Star-Lord with a leadership aspect. Now, technically, Star-Lord hasn't been released yet. But you'd be surprised to see how many people actually have physical copies and they're showing up and playing some live games. Enough to where he should make the list. Also online, all the cards have already been released. They've been uploaded to Tabletop Simulator. And it's a very common hero to be used right now. Now, I'm trying to be fair, so I'm only going to give Star-Lord a number nine on the list because I know that many of you haven't had a chance to get him in your hands yet. And I don't want to make it an indicator that he's better than any other hero that's on this list. So let me just end this with this. Uh, Rocket Raccoon with Aggression and Star-Lord with Leadership are going to be tied for number nine because I have seen a lot of them. So it kind of gives you an indication of what to expect when you get those cards in your hand. Again, that's Star-Lord with the Leadership aspect and Rocket Raccoon with the Aggression aspect. At number eight is She-Hulk, a corset hero, which actually pleases me quite a bit. Shows, see, that, remember what I was saying earlier about how the corset and the power creep and whatnot? If you put together the cards right, you can still make those core heroes very viable. And She-Hulk is the definition of that. She-Hulk with a leadership aspect makes her viable and a lead hero in any game. You can't really go wrong with her. Her hero makeup is actually excellent. It's right on the money. I enjoy it very much. She's what I wish the Hulk would have been. So there you go. At number seven, we have Quicksilver with the protection aspect. Everybody knows the stories of Quicksilver. He's a God-tier character for somebody who has patience, and he's a pain in the butt for somebody who doesn't. You would think that the fastest man in the game, or the fastest man in Marvel Universe, would be quick to go. Get him on the table, boom, 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 and you're done. And that's the farthest from the case that you could actually be. Quicksilver requires a lot of buildup. You're going to have to have patience as you build up your cards. Effectively, your deck makeup is actually going to come into play here. Again, go check out how other people are putting their decks together and get an idea of how they get Quicksilver rolling. Because once you get him rolling, you can't lose. It, that's how good he is. He's God tier, without a doubt. And the protection aspect is great for Quicksilver. It's what he comes with. And he's one of those decks that you actually could just buy and use. And you don't really need to change too much. So at number seven, we have Quicksilver with protection. At number six, we have Captain America with protection. Not just any protection. The stun lock protect, protection. Captain America was the king of this game for the longest time, especially with the protection aspect. I've said that on every show. If you want to introduce a new family member to the game, maybe your wife or your husband, he's a great hero to give him. Captain America is a must-buy, folks. If you're going to play this game and you're just getting into it, make Captain America one of your first two purchases. He'll take you a long way. He's got great cards in the deck, and he's just got a lot of longevity to his, his makeup. So Captain America coming in at number six with the protection aspect. At number five, we've got Scarlet Witch with leadership. Now, everybody knows the shitstorm that Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch came in with when she first was released. I mean, we were hungry. Let's just first we gotta just I mean, we need to recognize the that in the room, right? Everybody was hungry for the next god tier character. We got Quicksilver, but he didn't. He was god tier, but he just didn't work for everybody. You know, it, he didn't latch on to everybody. Again, the patience, the build up, it, it wasn't everybody's style, so it might have kind of been lost on half of the people, and that's a shame because he's a great hero. When Scarlet Witch came in, however, there was no getting lost in it. She's a badass, and her, her deck is great. You could use her right out, another one that you can buy and use right out of the package. You don't need to change a thing, but if you do, she only gets better. 
her cards, a lot of the cards are interchangeable with Doctor Strange and vice versa. So give uh, Scarlet Witch a try. Do yourself a favor. Pick that one up immediately if you see it. Even if you're not even a fan of Scarlet Witch, maybe you've never seen WandaVision and you're crazy for not having seen it. Go check out Scarlet Witch anyway. She's everything Doctor Strange isn't, if that makes any sense. I think people who played Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch know what I'm talking about. They're the same type of hero, but they're not the same at all. So give Scarlet Witch a look. She's coming in at number five. At number four, we've got Doctor Strange with protection. Now, Doctor Strange is the deck that I actually enjoy the most, but at the same time, I tell everybody, I may like Doctor Strange, but I also like to win. Doctor Strange is an I win button in its very physical form. Doctor Strange is easy to do, but hard to do. He's very technical. You got to learn how to use his side deck, his extra magic deck. I guess it's called the incantation deck. But once you get it down... You're unstoppable. You can use any aspect you want with Doctor Strange, but I do see protection is used the most. Next up at number three, we're getting into the top three, folks. Now, number three is Quicksilver's back again, but this time with the Justice aspect. I see Quicksilver used quite a bit with the Justice aspect. I'm more of an aggression Quicksilver or protection Quicksilver kind of guy, but you can't deny the fact that a lot of people use Justice with him, and it seems to be pretty effective. I think that Quicksilver does a great job of mitigating uh, threat as it is with just his hero cards you know his hero abilities but I, I i questioned it when i saw it but it does well i have yet to lose a game with anybody who's used a quicksilver justice aspect combination so you probably don't agree with that one give it a try you never know you may become a believer like i did at number two you see this is going to happen a lot scarlet witch is back at number two with an aggression aspect now that you you guys had to see that one coming like scarlet witch is great if I said to you, well, we'll save that to the end of the show. Scarlet Witch with Aggression is, is a great uh, combination. It's made to order. Go try it out. Become a fan. You'll love it. And at number one, back at the top. He was at the top for a little bit, got knocked out of the top. And for the first time ever in my Marvel Power List, he's made it back to the top. And it's Ant-Man with Justice. Ant-Man still reigns supreme as the most balanced, fun, thematic deck you can buy in the game. A lot of people will argue and say that would be Captain America, and you'd probably be right. But right now, I see more Captain America, I'm sorry, I see more Ant-Man than I ever see Captain America. And when I see Ant-Man, it's about an 80% chance he's going to be a justice aspect. So there you go. That's the power rankings for March of 2021. Ant-Man is on top again. Long live the ant, right? So I kind of alluded to for a minute there a little bit about Scarlet Witch and I decided to hold off. And the reason I wanted to do that is one of the things I want to do with this show moving forward is I want to start doing product reviews of anything that's come out during that month, you know. Uh, so this month I want to product review Scarlet Witch, not in depth, uh, but just just to give you guys an idea if you're looking to buy some new cards, maybe you're on the fence of buying her, of what Scarlet Witch is really all about. The pros for Scarlet Witch, if you play Doctor Strange, you're really going to love uh, Scarlet Witch. She's got a lot of great cards, especially Hex. I'm a big fan of the Hex card. Uh, she's all about making the using the villain's cards against him. So like, there's times when the villain will attack you and you draw for your boost icons. Scarlet Witch will take those boost icons away and make them use a new set of boost icons. Uh, she's constantly changing things, manipulating uh, matter, if you would, just like she would in the comic books great deck but the negative to her deck is she makes the villain blow through his cards and i mean that's an understatement she doesn't just make the villain blow through his cards; she makes him tear through his deck so you, you know it's not really the thing you want to do to have the villain go through his deck his encounter deck quickly because you know what happens at that point you start getting acceleration markers it gets kind of crazy out there 
and she's going to make that happen quick. So if you're playing solo with her, I'd be a little more careful with how you use her cards because with great power comes great responsibility, right? I mean, Spider-Man is not the only one that needs to follow that, that motto. Scarlet Witch does too because she can really put the hammer down on that villain, but there's a cost and that cost is high. She also works with Quicksilver, not just in her own deck as an ally, but also if someone's playing Quicksilver, like you guys are having a team game, you could do a little bit of this and that together. Now, I don't want to sell that up as a big selling point. Now, yes, they do work together. Uh, Scarlet Witch can draw one more card as can Quicksilver. It's nothing game breaking. It's nothing like, oh, you should. If you're going to use Scarlet Witch, you better use Quicksilver and vice versa. It isn't like that at all. It's just a little bit of fun. If you do play together, it recognizes that they go together. Overall, if I gave Scarlet Witch's deck a rating from 1 to 10, I would give it a 9 out of 10. It's a great deck. Uh, you really can't lose with this one. It's a must-buy. Give it a shot. If you had to pick between her and Doctor Strange, if you want something a little more challenging, go with Doctor Strange. And when I say challenging, I use that very lightly. Once you get down the makeup of you know the mechanics of his deck and how it works, it's easy mode from there on out. Scarlet Witch, there's none of the mechanics that are really crazy like with Doctor Strange. The drawback to her is your villain deck is going to get blown through. So, again, um, she's a must-buy. And the last thing I would like to cover with product reviews is I know a lot of people are asking on the forums and on the Discord how many cards are in the, the new expansion because they're trying to prepare for it with sleeves and is the insert the same? And I'm going to answer those questions for you. Galaxy's most wanted official release date is April 2nd, 2021. There are 265 cards in this set. I repeat, there are 265 cards in the set. That's 15 more cards than you're going to have to buy a whole nother pack of sleeves. <laughs> Don't you love it when they do that? But you can't complain when they give you more, right? Usually you complain when you get less. Another question that I've been asked is, is there a playmat in this box? And the answer to that is no. Uh, there is no playmats in the box. As a matter of fact, I've even heard a small rumor. We can slide this into the rumor category that Fantasy Flight is actually slowing down on their playmat making. Uh, they are still release releasing them, so don't think that there's, they've stopped, but it's just not, you know, they're not churning them out like they did. I don't think they sold as well they, as they had anticipated. And Fantasy Flight has actually been kind of pushing off all the accessory stuff on the third party customers like Sleeve Kings. So there is no playmat involved. Uh, as for the box, it's the same size box that the Rise of the Red Skull had. Matter of fact, you can expect the same sort of packaging that the Rise of the Red Skull had in, in there. Uh, there is an insert. There's a campaign log. Of course, this case you got to do a story, a campaign, just like Rise of the Red Skull. If you didn't buy Rise of the Red Skull, the campaign is basically a story that tells you how to put together the decks to play out the story. There are bonus cards for winning certain uh, battles that you can add to your deck. Really cool situation, really cool. So that's pretty much it. Again, you can expect Galaxy's Most Wanted in your game store officially on April 2nd, 2021. You know they didn't put it on April 1st because they didn't want us saying it was an April Fool's joke. So there you go. And now we get to our last subject of this show. See this? I'm bringing you the content this time around. You know, I try to keep things pretty thin and direct in all my, my podcasts, but there's been a lot of stuff that I've been just writing down, taking notes that people have asked. Uh, first of all, I want to give props out to all the Facebook groups for Marvel Champions. That's the Marvel Champions Community Facebook group. There's the official Marvel Champions. There's Marvel Champions Custom Content Group on Facebook. If you have an opportunity and you enjoy this game, join those groups. Add to the community. We'd love to have you there. They're great people, and they're always ready to answer questions. Just don't ask. 
<laughs> if the Scarlet Witch has two obligations. Yes, she does. Stop asking. One of the groups even made it their header. It's it's the way the game is made to be. You need to put both those obligations in your encounter deck. But as I was saying, um, props to them. Props to the Discord. There are three major Discords for Marvel Champions. Go check them out. But one of the questions that I was asked on the Discord recently is, what are some solutions for storage of this game? It's pretty straight and simple. It's like any other card game. But this is a different kind of situation because you will be using the cards a lot. It's not like baseball cards where you just store them and look at them once in a blue moon or trade once in a while. You're going to be using these cards regularly. So in my order of what I would recommend, I put these three little things together. Of course, number one is a binder. I don't like binders. A lot of people put their cards in binders and binders are nice because you can kind of go to the page and take a look at the cards before you pull them out and you make your decks that way. It certainly is more convenient. And they have a lot of uh, binders that were made for magic that are meant to like reduce the amount of creasing that they do to the cards. But I'm here to tell you there's no binder out there yet that will not crease your cards. Uh, I actually have the major ones for some of the other games I play. And one of them hasn't creased any cards yet, but there definitely is a warping. And I store them correctly. Like there's nothing leaning on these cards either. This It's just the binder. It just does it. You're not going to get away from it. But if you don't take it too seriously and you're really careful with your cards, you can still pull off the binder thing. I mean, when we were kids, we bought baseball cards and whatnot, and it didn't really crease them too much because you were moving them around. But it definitely is a situation that can happen. I don't recommend just a regular three-inch binder with sleeves at all. A lot of people would. But if you're going to do that, get a binder that has a D, like the shape of a D, like, like D as in dork. Uh, get an, a binder with a D-shaped ring. Because if you do the round ones, you're definitely going to bend them up. Uh, another way to store them would be in boxes. Uh, I could say that cardboard, good old-fashioned cardboard deck boxes, there's nothing wrong with them. You know, those things are going to cost you two, three, four bucks, five bucks tops, as opposed to the $50 ones that you're going to buy from uh, companies like, you know, Boulder or, or uh, any of those, like, you know, big-time brands. So, but there is pluses and minuses to that is the, the the cardboard ones can bend and can get creased and can get destroyed. So you want to be careful with that. Ultra pro is actually a pretty good brand for card storage. It's not the best, but it cost wise, price wise and availability. You really can't beat ultra pro. They're probably the most common ones you're going to find. Um, definitely go check that out. Uh, Dragon shields. Again, I promote them all the time. That's the sleeves of choice here. And uh, card dividers, a lot of people like to use dividers. If you're going to use a box of some sort, uh, dividers are good to divide each one. You can pretty much find dividers by Ultra Pro with the sleeves. I think they're two to 250 or whatever, and you get like 10 dividers. But uh, if you can make your own, customize is always a good thing. Magic the Gathering has a, a set of like 30 of them you can buy, but they do have magic symbols on them. And I believe they're $15 each. And last but not least, the hero boards and the tokens that you see us all using in our videos and whatnot, you can buy those in many different places. Uh, buy the same token is really popular for hero boards and tokens. They also have uh, organizers for the boxes. Uh, you can go to Team Covenant. That's where I got mine. They're really good, and I have to do a real fully uh, product review on those still. Uh, they were cheap. They weren't. I mean, the hero boards were kind of expensive, but the tokens, they were worth it. They're, I think they were all worth it. Uh, if I gave those a score, it would be a 7 out of 10 because the tiles from Covenant do tend to scratch off with the markings. I hope they improve that. But the ones from um, by the same token are those are gold. Like that's easily a nine out of ten. And I probably wish I would have done them first. If you're one of those people that really don't want to use the cardboard box, uh, Game Genic 
has this thing called the Dungeon. It's 60 bucks. You can store over 1,110 sleeved cards in there. They're actually, it's really good. Um, if you want to drop the money, you could do worse, right? Also, there's a game called Cards Against Humanity. I know most of you guys know that game. Uh, the boxes that come with those cards are really nice for this game. They have a lot of uh, sleeving material, like sleeving spots and storage situations. It's really good. Uh, you can get creative with that. You know what I mean? And last but not least, if you're looking for a playmat to play the game on, any playmat will work. Playmats are great, though. You should use a playmat as opposed to a plain table because uh, the sleeves can pick up the dirt or whatever, that are, the greases and the oils that are on the table. That's what the playmat's for. And most playmats are washable, so that's the point of them. I actually make my playmats custom. You can find a lot of designs, different designs, custom. You can go on Amazon. They actually have a, a company that'll make playmats for you. I think it's called by Hidden Supplies is the name of the brand. Uh, 15 bucks. They'll make whatever picture you want on a playmat. A lot of people will say that's low quality. Well, I've actually purchased mine from inkedgaming.com and from the Hidden Supplies place on Amazon. And I'm going to tell you right now, the difference in the quality was unnoticeable. Both of them will have some fading at the ends of the picture. Inked Gaming is a little better with that, but it still comes down to the picture you're using. So keep that in mind. But if you don't want to spend a lot of money and you want to have a little something custom that kind of talk, says you a little bit. And as we get out of the pandemic, you want something to put on the table that kind of says, I love this game. I'm having a great time. Then a custom playmat is probably what you're looking for. Um, and if you're not trying to look pro, the $15 is going to set you right. I mean, again, I, I will say if you have the money to blow, uh, Inked Gaming makes some amazing playmats. But in terms of quality, I just don't see that they're that much better than the ones on the Amazon that I hit in supplies. I believe is the name of it. Uh, $15 a playmat. You can get two playmats for the price of one. So there you go. That's the show today, folks. I did go over the 30 minute mark. We're going into 40 now. I apologize. I know I tell you guys I try to keep it short and sweet so you can get in, get out, get back to playing. The less I talk, the faster you're back playing the game. But with the month long thing, there was just a lot to cover and Hopefully I can keep that kind of content going every month. Thank you for sticking with the show. Thanks for listening to me ramble on. And thanks for um, waiting a month for each show. If more comes out, if the, if the game picks up faster, I will definitely do more shows than once a month. But for now, I think this is kind of like the sweet spot. There's so many different podcasts out there for you to check out. I enjoy a podcast called The Side Scheme. Give them a shot. little shout out for them on there. And to all you podcasts that have mentioned Marvel Champions for the win, uh, thank you so much for the, the shout. And, and if you guys have any questions on the next show, I would love to answer some of them. I do have uh, some questions that are building up I was going to get to today, but I realized there was so much content that I needed to talk to you about. It's probably best to say that for a show that I can devote to the listener questions. My name is Explode, and this is Marvel Champions for the win. Enjoy the game. Get out there. Get good. And if you're good, get better. And always believe, all right? And if you haven't been vaccinated, go do it. It's the best thing you can do for yourself right now. And if you've made it this far going through the pandemic, you're a survivor. So congratulations. You're getting it done out there. And I'll see you guys in a month. Take care. Take care.